I will be reading from Luke chapter 14, verses 15 through 23. And it reads, Now when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then he said to him, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who invited, Come, for all things are now ready. But they, all in one accord, began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must go see it. I ask you to have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I am going to test them. I ask that you have me excused. Still, another said, I have married a wife, and I therefore cannot come. So that servant came and reported these things to his master. The master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in to hear the poor, the maimed, and the lame, and the blind. Then the servant said, Master, it is done as you have commanded, and still there is room. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that is, that my house may be filled. May the Lord bless the hearers and doers of his word. Father, in Christ's name, we thank you, Father, for these precious youth. We thank you, Lord God, for the next generation. And God, what you are doing in this generation, Lord. Sometimes, Lord, when we look around and we see that there is so much uh, chaos and conflict, Father, it uh, reminds us that um, these moments remind us, Lord, that the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God. And that, God, that you are still in control and you are still doing amazing and wonderful things, even in the midst of so many problems in our world. And so, Lord, as we stand here today in your presence, we stand, Lord, because we need you. Make no mistake about it. God, we are desperate for you to lead us, for you to help us, for you to empower us, for you to give us a sense of direction understanding and wisdom in all things because God this hour demands a people that understand the seasons and the times that we're in and so Lord God as we progress today will you please speak to us help us to understand you more help us daddy to figure out ways to engage the community to which you've sent us and how Lord we can best father represent you in the earth we love you and we praise you for this moment in christ's name we pray amen you can be seated in the lord's presence good morning to all of you i want to uh just why don't we just give the youth a hand of applause for their skit and they're coming up and doing the things that they're doing it always does my heart good to see them uh, participate uh, in the service, and uh, we pray that we're laying a foundation that will continue throughout the rest of their lives, and that's oftentimes what we're doing. And so we're going to continue our series today. As you know, uh, probably a, a few weeks ago, we had to, um, we missed a Sunday due to the inclement weather, 
so it kind of set us back a little bit. So we're only going to we're going to conclude our sermon series today entitled Alignment. Um, for those who've been here, uh, we've been talking about alignment. And uh, week one, we talked about the power of working together and how that when God's people come together on one accord, God commands blessing. And we can accomplish so much when we're unified in Jesus Christ. Uh, last week, we talked about the importance of following the leader. And we talked about how God has, has ordained and set up authority for our protection and as the youth so eloquently illustrated today, that when we're out of alignment in those ways, in the spiritual sense, uh, it's detrimental to all of us. And so God has set some things in motion, uh, not only uh, to protect the church, but to protect the society. So we are to be those people that represent him well in those areas. And today I want to talk about uh, what our theme, our running theme, will be for 2017. And that is aligned to serve. Now, um, last year, that was our theme. And as I began to continue to pray, and the Holy Spirit just convicted me uh, during that time frame, that we need to continue to uh, keep serve as a theme for 2017. Uh, and because, and I'll take some of the responsibility because we didn't execute it well and we didn't plan well. And, and so I believe this year is going to be a lot different. But I want to get you really, uh, part of my assignment today is to enlighten you to the power of service and to understand that this is not just something that's an option for us as believers. It is a part or should be a part of our DNA. And we're talking about service. And so every one of us in here knows and we understand that we are called to advance the kingdom of God. No questions asked. We all understand that Jesus wants us to bear fruit and he expects us from us. But the question is always and for every one of us, how do we best engage to do that? And I think if you're a serious Christian here this morning, I believe that you are. You are always thinking about ways in terms of how you can best represent the gospel to a dying world. That the people that you're in relation to, relationship with, and people that you see, and people that are in your circles, we're always thinking of ways in which we can engage. And, and so, as I thought about that and prayed about that, uh, Jesus really modeled what uh, effective ministry is. If you want to know how to effectively minister, if you want to understand how to effectively grow a church and a ministry, then Jesus was the perfect example. And what we learn about Jesus as we study the scriptures is that Jesus took his ministries, his ministry to the streets. In other words, Jesus didn't just minimize his focus simply on the people that he had already reached with the gospel. He didn't stay within the confines of what was familiar to him. But throughout Jesus' life, throughout his ministry, you see this pattern of Jesus where he was always reaching. He was always looking. And, and oftentimes he will put himself in, on purpose in places and in situations where he was uh, meeting new people. Because Jesus said that I come to, to seek and to save that which was lost. And how many know that that never changed? And it doesn't change today. Because Jesus is not here on the earth. Jesus left you and I here because he want us to carry on that mission. And so 
part of doing that is really understanding that uh, that, that we can't be inward focused. And I said this the other day when we were sitting uh, at our uh, new members class meeting just yesterday, matter of fact. And I said that when a church becomes inward focus, uh, then it loses its way. And it, it tends to, 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 to major on things that doesn't contribute to the overall growth of the, the ministry. Inward focused churches tend to place all the energy and on managing in-house problems and just keeping the people who are there happy. In other words, ministry is just designed for these type of environments. It's just designed to keep the regulars around. Seeing new people is not all that exciting or all that important, so it seems, in terms of our application, application in reaching people. And so when you think about ministry, and I want you to stay with me. I'm going someplace with this. So we think about ministry. Ministry is really at the core. It's designed to be outward focused. Now, I want to say that again. Ministry, by default, it is designed to be outward focused. It doesn't mean that we don't uh, train and equip ourselves in order so that we can do the work God's called us to do. But we do train and equip ourselves so that we can go out there. And, and I want you to understand something. Even though Jesus spent time with his disciples, when you look at his life, you can, you can look through the gospel, you always see him out there, engaging, serving, talking with the people. This never, ever left him. So God gives power and anointing to those who are reaching. In fact, I was, I was thinking about this, and, and the Holy Spirit dropped this in my spirit as I was preparing for this message. But, you, you know, when the disciples, y'all remember that when Jesus left and the disciples, a lot of them were, were afraid, and they were up in the upper room, and, and before the Holy Spirit came, and, and they were all just, you know, they were really afraid. Now, Jesus had given them instruction that he needed them to wait until they'd be filled with power from on high. But a lot of them, they were up there. They were skeptical. They was, you know, but, but just imagine if, if, if something wouldn't have happened where they would have gotten out of that place. How many know probably none of us will be here today? Now, I want you to understand. So when the Holy Spirit came, when the Holy Spirit fell, how many know God don't give you, a, God don't anoint you and empower you to sit? Come on, say amen to that. So when God comes to give you power, like people say, Lord, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Has anybody ever asked God to do that? Come on, let me see your hands. Have anybody ever asked? I mean, I ask all the time. When we're asking, we're really saying, what we're really saying is, God, I'm ready to get busy. Because how many know that when the disciples got filled with the Holy Ghost, how many know they got out of that, those four walls? Come on, somebody. How many know they got out and they engaged? They got out and they preached. They didn't just stay there being filled with the Holy Ghost and just praying, hoping that something happened. How many know that they went out there and they made it happen? And so this is so important as we understand this. And, and, and think about it. 3,000 people got saved one time when Peter preached. How many know that's a lot of people getting saved? wouldn't have happened if they would have stayed up in that upper room. How I many know we ain't going to get, if, if we're content with just staying within, with just making one another happen, staying within the four walls of this place, how I many know we, nobody's really going to get saved, particularly at the rate that they should be. 
until we come to a place where we, we do ministry like Jesus did. And how many know that when you read the book of Acts, even in, in Acts is an, it's an awesome book because it talks about the acts of the disciples. But even in persecution, think about it. Even when the church was persecuted, they never lost their outward focus. But I'm going to read this verse to you. This is Acts chapter 1, verse 4. I don't think you have it, but I'm going to read this. Now, now Saul was consenting. This is Saul. The same Saul was later named Paul. He was consenting to his death. We're talking about Stephen. That at that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea, watch this, and Samaria, except the apostles. And, verse 2, devout men carried Stephen to his burial, made great lamentation over him. And as for Saul, he made havoc of the church. He made havoc of the church. And entering every house, dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Not because necessarily they were out there harming people, assaulting people, stealing. Simply because these were people who were being faithful to the gospel. Therefore, those who were scattered, watch this, look at verse number four. Though, therefore, those who were scattered, they went everywhere. Everybody say everywhere. everywhere. Preaching the word. So watch this. So you would think, man, that, that man, if I'm getting persecuted, I mean, if I'm going to have to go to jail because I'm a Christian, if I'm going to have to have people mess with me, man, I'm just going to keep this man in my, I ain't going to say nothing. I'm going to, you know, because I, I don't want to offend nobody. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to offend nobody. I don't want to get locked up. I don't want to be isolated. No, when they were persecuted, you know what they did more? When they, they got scattered, they preached everywhere they went. They maintained their outward focus. And I would surmise that you are here today as a result of what they did. And so healthy growing ministries always design their ministries around, uh, design their ministry around bringing in new people, new people and by serving. Uh, Andy Stanley, he's a pastor there at North Point uh, Church over in Atlanta, Georgia, I believe. And, uh, and he has a vision for his church. It's a very, very, very catchy vision, and I like it. His vision is creating churches that unchurched people love to attend. Think about that. That's the vision. Creating churches that unchurched people would love to attend. I said unchurched. That's people who don't come to church. So here's what they do. He's, so we're talking about, now this is being outward focused on steroids. All right? And so, and so you, you know, if you're going to create an environment like that, you're going to get some religious folks upset. How I many of those, I mean, those Pharisees and those Sadducees, boy, they're going to come out of the woodworks. They're going to be upset. They're going to be angry. They're going to be mad because some of us are stuck in our religious traditions. Come on, somebody. Come on. I say amen, even if you don't want to say it yourself. We all, we all come from these places. We got our traditions. And so we, we don't like some things. But it, how many know that it's not just about you? And the reason why you're upset at times when you come to church, because there's too much about you. And it's not about you. It is about them. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying this morning? It's not rocket science. And so, and so, so part of what, what a line to serve is about, it, it is about, it's about being outward focused because you can't serve if you're only thinking about yourself. 
You follow me? And so, so, so I'm going to show you today through the word of God. I'm going to show you today through the word of God, the serving and outreach evangelism, they go hand in hand. Serving is a critical component when it comes to sharing the gospel. It's a mindset that begins with love and concern, love and, and, and reaching the loss. Jesus served people into salvation. Put it to you another way. Jesus served people into the kingdom. Let me say that again. Jesus served. Everybody say serve. Jesus served people into salvation. Jesus served people into the kingdom. Now, so we look at our passage here that we had Abigail that she read this morning. And you see that Jesus is given a parable. For those who don't know, Jesus would oftentimes give parables because he wanted to relate a, a, a truth about the kingdom of God. So whenever you hear Jesus giving parables, you need to pay a close attention whenever you read that in the Gospels because Jesus is really saying, look, I want you to pay attention because what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you a principle of the kingdom. I want you to understand how God thinks. I want you to understand how I think. So I really want you to pay attention. So Jesus gives this parable of, the, of this man uh, who, uh, who had basically uh, who, who had gave a great supper. and He invited a lot of people. And so, so in the first, so he sends out his servant to go. Now Jesus is really giving this, this, this parable because he's talking about, uh, his kingdom and how he wants people coming into his kingdom. And so this certain servant goes out and he invites and every one of them make excuses. Nobody, nobody comes. Anybody ever tried to invite somebody and they always got an excuse? Come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But some of us, we look at the excuses. Well, I tried. Hang on, I'm just going to, you know. And so he comes back and he reports. Again, he reports to the master. He said, Master, I went out, just like you said, and, and, and I'm paraphrasing, and, and every one of them, they all had excuse. Nobody wanted to come. And, and the master said, well, well, here's what I want you to do. He, he, he said, um, go out into the highway. Watch this. Let me, let me go back a little bit. Verse 21. In, in, in that same chapter, in Luke chapter 14. So that servant came, reported these things to his master, and the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets, in the lanes of his city. First of all, everybody say, go out. Y'all get that? Go out. That's the word. Go out. Chairs empty. Go out. Hey, wait, they're not coming. Go out. Well, I tried. Go out. The only way it's going to happen is somebody got to what? Y'all preaching with me this morning? And the God's quickly into the streets, the lane of the city, and bring in the poor. Oh, here we go. The maim and the lame and the blind. In other words, broaden your net. Stretch out a little bit. Go in some uncomfortable places, even for yourself. Yeah? And the servant said, Master. He said, he came back. He said, Master, I did it, and I got some. I got, I got a few to come. But he said, but there's still some seats. So you think the master was satisfied with that? Oh, no, no. He, he, he says, then the master said to the servant, go out. Everybody say, go out. There it is again. Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come. Watch this. That my house may be filled. In other words, don't stop. 
Keep going. And so and what, and what this master was, was, well, what the master, Jesus himself, wanted to relate to us is that he wants us to be relentless about reaching people. He won't listen. How many know that we can't make people do anything? Come on, somebody. But but you can open your mouth and say, come. You can preach. They don't have to listen, but there's no excuse for you to say, well, I'm done. Uh, I tried that. No, the master, Jesus' attitude is you keep at it until I come back. Don't you stop. How many know Jesus served until he died? And so this parable is teaching us a principle. It's teaching us the principle of persistence. And that God wants his kingdom filled with not, with, listen, not just with people like you, but all kinds of people. Socially, ethically, financially, physically, different. He wants his house filled. In other words, in the message here is, I don't care, like this is what the, the, the message of the message is, uh, I don't care how you do it, you just need to get my house filled. Now this just shows you the way Jesus thinks about kingdom building. Now, so let's, let's, fast, let, let's, let's keep going with this. And so, so how do we get there? Are we talking about going? And I want you to understand that serving is our primary vehicle to get us there. I'm going to say that again. Serving is our primary vehicle to get us there. Now, look at the Matthew chapter 20. For those of you who have your Bible, Matthew chapter 20, verses 25 through 28. Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 to 28. It's wonderful. This is, this is wonderful. So you got to stay with me or you'll miss this. You'll miss this. This is, this is a wonderful principle because if you can get this in your spirit, it will change your life. You will never think about service toward Jesus Christ and serving the same way again. It will forever change the way you think about it. In Matthew chapter 20, verses 25 and 28, but Jesus called to himself and said, Jesus called them, his disciples, to himself and said, you know, that the rulers of the Gentiles or unbelievers or people who are outside the kingdom lorded over those, or lorded over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be among you, but whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. All right. Now, now let, that, let, that, let that simmer just a little bit. Whoever desires to be great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first, let him be your slave. Just as, watch this, the Son of Man did not come to be served. Now, I want you to get this. Y'all really got to stay with me here. The Son of Man. Now, how many know that if anybody could claim a right to be served, it would be, it would be him, Jesus? Come on. Y'all getting this? I mean, he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. 
He's the creator of the heavens and earth. The Bible says that all things are held together by the word of his power. He is king. He is glorious. He is all powerful. And yet Jesus said, the son of man did not come to be served. Now, most of us, if we was in that position, y'all know what we'd be doing. Boy, we'd be exercising some authority. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Do this. Do that. You exist to do it. For, do what I tell you. Flesh. It's a way of thinking, but it's not God's way. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, watch this, and to give his life a ransom for many. So Jesus so Jesus, he first, he points out to the disciples. He says, watch this now. He says, he says y'all know, y'all know how they do this thing. Y'all watch the models of the world and those who are, those who, who are in charge or those who are the CEOs or those who have the power. Y'all know how they do it. They, they lord it over and they exercise authority over people. They, 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 they make it so that the people exist to serve them. But he says, that picture, I want you to blot that completely out of your minds. All right, watch. He's saying, now, that way of thinking is not kingdom thinking. He's, he's, he's challenging that. He's saying, he's saying, basically, it will not be that way among you. He said, no, that is not how you define greatness in the kingdom. He says, in other words, forget about it. I got a whole new way of thinking. Whoever desires to be first or in charge, let him be the servant of all. One of the first things I started telling ministers and people who had authority over me, and I was like, man, I'm sensing God's calling me. And uh, one, pa- one pastor, he, get, he actually gave me a broom. And he just walked in the thing, gave me a broom, and he said, do me a favor, go up and, and, and sweep up the, the, the sanctuary. Because, you know, we, we had a saint, we had just had this new this sanctuary. He said, you got a lot of, and I was looking over there. I didn't see much dirt at all. And uh, I just got through, brother, just telling you about God's calling me to preach. I believe God's got a call on my life. God's teaching me to, God's calling me to stand and minister, bro. What the broom got to do with that? Anybody know what I'm talking about? What does the broom has to do with that? And I remember on Saturday, and it seemed like he started giving me more stuff to do. So every week I was there, clean the toilets. I'm like, I told this joker, God didn't call me to clean the toilets. That, come on, God, that ain't my ministry. That, that doesn't mean no, no offense, but that, no, no, God's called me, brother, to do something else. And I would be sitting there cleaning the toilet, mad in my spirit, upset, angry. This is ridiculous. And some of the folk don't even flush the, to- the toilet. That even made me madder. God, this, 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 this is not right. And, and I didn't get it at the time because I was, it was a disconnect. I was like, you, you don't what I just told you, man. And what he knew is that's exactly when you said God's called you to do that. God's called you to say this is exactly what God has called you to do. Watch this, church. So Jesus says, it's not, it's, it's not going to be that way among you because you are called. You now, if you are a servant, you exist to make, to put your own feelings behind. Watch this, to the back burners, your own 
even necessary agenda so that you can help make somebody else's life better. That's what service is all about. See, a servant is not just something that we do. Servant is who we are. Are y'all getting this? Servant, don't under, don't think that Jesus just, Jesus just served. No, this is who he was. This is his character. Servant, he did it because he understood what it was all about and he modeled it. Now watch. And so, so Jesus, watch. So Jesus said, so the son of man did not come to serve, not, did not come to be served, but to serve. Now I want you to understand something. Because our, our vision is served. And I'm trying to stay grounded because I'm, I'm so excited. So, Jesus' whole ministry. Are y'all still listening? Say amen. amen. I want you to get this in your spirit. His whole ministry was built on serving. His whole ministry. Everything that Jesus did was born out of a heart of how can I give myself? How can and, and, and thought less about himself and more about how can I help you? His whole ministry was built on the premise of sacrificing himself for the benefit of others. Everything that Jesus did. He said that this was the found, this was foundational. This was everything about Jesus. In fact, if you go to Philippians chapter two, don't have time to turn there. But but but, but the Bible says Paul said this. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. See, there's the connection. The connection is, you know, because somebody might say, well, that was Jesus. And I'm me. Paul said, let the same mind that was in Jesus be in you, who was in the form of God. In the form of God. And actually, if you look at that and interpret correctly, he was God in flesh. Took on the form of a what? A servant. And even died for a people he created. A people that if he wanted to, he could wipe off the face of the earth forever. Never to be thought about. But he, what did he did? He came and he offered up himself. This was what Jesus did. This was foundation, foundational. How many know that, that, that it's hard to serve? It's hard to say that you talk about doing ministry, effective ministry, it starts with serving. If I don't want to serve, well, you don't want to minister. What are we doing? What, what, what are we missing here? Jesus, he took on the form of a servant. He said, I don't want y'all to think like that. He said, I want everybody to defer to each other. How many know that a culture where everybody's thinking about everybody else? How many know that's a healthy culture? Yeah, yeah, when we're all, when nobody, when, when nobody's own agenda is most important, but what's most important is, brother, sister, how can I bless you? How can I help you? Not walking into an environment saying, well, how come you ain't done A, B, C, D for me today? I just don't see that being the mindset of Christ. So we understand that this was foundational to everything that Jesus did. How did Jesus do it? I'm going to give you a couple of examples. So the Bible says in Acts chapter 10, I'm just going to give you a couple. It says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about, there it is again, he went about, he went about doing good. 
healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with them. How many know God are with servants? See, God are with servants. God is, I want to say it again. God is with servant. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. God is with servants. The anointing and the power is with servants. Not those who want to be served, but those who are looking to serve. Let this mind be in you. Matthew 9, 35. Then Jesus, look at this, went about all the cities. In other words, how many know he got out? Look at your name and say, get out. <laughs> say it again. Say, get out. <laughs> so Jesus went out about all the cities and villages. This is what he did. This is not rocket science, people. It's, it's not that difficult. I know that we got a lot of church growth strategies and different things, but it's just really, when it nuts and bolts, it, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this question. If Jesus was coming here right now in the flesh, had a seat, he had an opportunity to sit down and talk to Jesus, say, Jesus, you know, I just, you know, we just ain't got no... Just, there's a lot of emphasis. We try some things. And, <sighs> Jesus, what, 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 what do we do? Yeah. How do we get, to, get people in? What do y'all think Jesus is going to say? I'm, I'm just asking you. Come on. What are you going to say? Keep hope, keep hope alive? No, Jesse Jackson said that. <laughs> Not Jesus. What do you think he's going to say? Jesus just went. Some of us believe, some of us want the power, and listen, we want to sit on the power, and we just want, the, we just want that to, to, to be, but the, the, he gives you power so you can go. Jesus doesn't anoint people who like to squat. He anoints people who like to go. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Amen. So watch this. This is what Jesus did. He went about cities and villages, teaching in their synagogue, teaching, and he was preaching the gospel. How I many healing every kind of sickness and disease? How I many know if you're teaching? How I many know it takes time? If you're going to have a conversation, if you're going to be teaching, oh, come on, somebody. I mean, Jesus was taking time. Sometimes the Bible said he didn't even have time to eat. I mean, because he was just so bombarded. He was just so, uh, so preoccupied with giving of himself. And, uh, you know, he fed 5,000 people. Then uh, this is Matthew chapter 14, verse 19. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and two fish, looking up to heaven. He blessed and broke and gave loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitudes. Jesus was out there feeding people, caring for people. This is what he did. And the lasting impression he did, I love John. Anybody, if you haven't had a chance to read it in a while, go back and read John chapter 13, the Gospel of John, because Jesus gave this lasting impression to the disciples. He said, look, he said, I served you. You know, I want you to, he, he washed, y'all remember that part? He washed the disciples' feet, and he wanted them to see. He wanted them to see how his master who had all power and authority, was so humble that he would get down, the creator, and wash the uh, created feet. How many know that doesn't even make sense? Are y'all hearing me? See the picture of Jesus? I mean, think of Jesus. Jesus would have no problem coming in here today and not just, look, and, 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 and not just washing your feet, but serving you. I believe if he, here, if he was here, he'd be the first one at the door greeting you, hugging you, loving you, trying to figure out ways to make your life better because that's who he was. That's what a servant does. That's Jesus. And the ultimate sacrifice is that he, he, he gave his life. He gave his life. 
He died. He, I mean, he, in other words, he served all the way to death. He grew his ministry through serving. He grew his ministry through caring. He grew his ministry through sacrifice. He grew his ministry by being around ungodly people. I know some of you don't, some of you can't even stand that. Because you've been taught all your life that you don't need to get around ungodly people because they might rub off on you. Well, if they're going to rub off on you like that, then maybe you need to tighten up yourself. There's something wrong with your faith because you're supposed to be walking in and changing environments. I mean, they're supposed to, you're supposed to walk in and they're supposed to say, excuse me, I didn't mean to use that kind of language around you. If people are very comfortable sitting around you, what kind of Christian? What? what, what come on, somebody. I'm, can, I, can we talk? I mean, what kind of, if, if people are comfortable sitting around you, what are, what, what are you? I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, I, I let people know, brother, don't be, don't be taking the Lord's name in vain. After a while, they're going to stop saying it or they're going to stop hanging around me. Why? Because I'm, I'm walking with the Lord. I'm walking with him. If you got people around you that are comfortable and, you just, and, and they can sit around you and talk about how many people they slept with, how many people they done robbed, and they can cuss and they, and they can come and, and have talk with you like that and you sitting there grinning. Check your salvation. Check it. Check it. That's all I can say is check it because something ain't right. You can't be with him like that and not transform some atmosphere. So I ain't worried about them rubbing off on me. I ain't worried about that. Now, you do what you got to do until you grow where you got to grow. You understand what I'm saying? So, but I don't worry about that because I'm walking with him. So what's expected of us? I got to land this plane. Okay, so, so what's expected of us? Jesus said in John 13, 15, he says, I have given you an example. There it is right there, guys. Jesus, here it is right here. Jesus gave us an example. He said, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. This is how you reach people. You serve them. You do good to them. You bless them. You step outside of yourself. You get inconvenient sometimes. And, and, and can, can I say something in love, in love? I want to say this in love. Because I believe sometimes we spend more time trying to figure out ways not to do something than to just go ahead and just try to figure out ways to do it. And so soon as some, soon as the Lord hath need of you, I say the Lord hath need of you. Soon as the Lord, you, you, you're so busy. I can't do that. I'm not your Lord. But I'm just saying to you, you got to be, be certain that you are doing what God wants you to be doing. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Live in the presence and in the power of God. Make sure that you're doing the thing that he wants you to be doing. He's your master. He's your Lord. Jesus said this. He says in Matthew 5, 16, let your light, let your light so shine before men. Watch this, church, that they may see your good works. How many know works have to do with service? It has to be with doing stuff. He says, let them see your good works and then brag about your daddy. Glorify your father who is in heaven. 
That's what he's saying there. He said, let them see your good work. Let them see you doing stuff. Let them see you engaged. Let them see you loving, uh, feeding, uh, pouring out of yourself, serving, uh, cutting grass. Can I be practical? Cutting somebody, raking somebody's lawn, taking somebody someplace. Don't let them see your good works and then brag on your daddy. Brag on them. Glorify your dad. God says, when you serve, he said, you glorify me. It's not about me. If, y'all, if you're sitting here and you're thinking about, oh, this is what pastor wants, you missed the whole point. I got to start all over again because you didn't get it. It ain't about uh, me. It's about him. Whatever you do, do heartily as unto the Lord and not to men. Why he tell you that? Because some of us get locked on men and we don't do what we're supposed to be doing. We give God less because we're, we're upset at people and you missed it. You give him your best every single time. Why? Because you're serving him. Period. Huh? He says, watch this now. Let him see your good works. And then in Luke 36, Luke 6, 38, he says, give. And it will be given to you. Oh, come on. This is God saying, look, this is for, for those who are worried about just, just, oh gosh, I can't, I can't do that. But, 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 but some of us who are worried about giving out too much, look at this. We're not just talking about give your money. I'm talking about giving your time, give your service. Look, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. God will put into your bosom for with the same measure that you use, it will come back. That's God's security. That's God saying, you can't out bless me. You can't outwork. He says, if you give it all to me, watch what I do. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I got a testimony. I can't even say it. Some of you know what I'm talking about. But some of somebody here know, I know somebody here know what I'm talking about. You can't outdo God. Well, well, uh, listen, listen, anything that you do for Jesus, everybody say anything. Anything you do, God's got your back. Therefore, watch, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in, I, I did it for nothing. No, you, if you did it with the right heart, you didn't do it for nothing. <sighs> Heal the sick, Jesus says, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely, freely, you've received. Now, freely give. Freely served. You, you received. Somebody served you. Somebody did something for you. Some, somebody went out of the way so that you can be exposed. Somebody did something for you. Somebody went to the church at a, at a time when they didn't feel like going to church to pray that you will get. Somebody did it for you. You freely received. Jesus says now freely give. This is our theme for 2017. Serving, don't look at this. Don't look at, when you see this sign up here every week, yeah, hey, come on church, this is, not, this is not something for you to look at and be like, oh, we want to remind you. Man, this is, this, let this be an, uh, a reminder of blessing. Every time you see serve, think blessing. Think how can I, how can I be a blessing? How can I get blessed? Serve. You want, we want everyone, we, we, want a, we want a healthy, happy, 
filled up church, it's the same. It, it, guys, it doesn't change. You got to, you know, people. Everybody say people. You just got to go reach and serve people. You just got to go do it. It, it. It's not rocket science. The better we are at it, the more we will grow. And that's the point. That's why we got to get, everybody say, we got to be outward focused. Come on, we got to be outward focused because we're too inward focused. We got to think out. Design everything so that we're thinking out. This is what Jesus did. And I'm closing. So one of the things we, 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 we're going to be doing this year is we have, we have developed this serve center that, that Sister Paula, Paula, raise your hand. I think everybody here knows Paula, but just in case you don't know Paula. But, but she's coordinating. We're going to have our serve center out there. And, and our goal is that every time you come to church, that there are multiple opportunities that you will find and ways that you can get involved and serve in the community. So, 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 so if y'all hear about things, know about things, get, get information to Paula. Get it to Paula. And she, look, she'll coordinate it for you. We got a couple things coming up, some things I sent to her yesterday, opportunities for you to be blessed. How many know serve our opportunity? Serving is an opportunity to be blessed. So we got that out there for you, the serve center. So this is going to be something that we make a priority in 2017. We're just going to get, we're just going to get out there and we're going to get busy. We're going to, get, we're going to serve. We're going to, we're going to bless people. Everybody. Not, not listen, it can't be one or two people. How many know that blessed are those, the Lord says, he commands the blessing over those who are unified. That means everybody got to say, you know what, I'm going to do my part. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to reach. I'm going to reach. So I'm going to bring some people here. If, if, listen, if you got to bring your dog, y'all, y'all know what I'm saying? Bring your dog. Fill that, fill them seats. Y'all follow. Jesus said, go to the, the, the sick, the poor, the lame, the maimed. You know, y'all know what he was saying. We got to do this. And it cannot be just something that we do just for a time. It has to be the way we live the rest of our life. That we're always trying to invest the kingdom of God. This can't be like a time in a season where, okay, 2017 we're served. No, we're, this is what we do till we die. It's who we are. I'm going to read this verse and I am done. Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 40. I want you to stand to your feet, everybody. Please, stand to your feet. You know, sometimes I read this verse. It it brings tears to my eyes because I immediately think about all the stuff that, and all the times that I served God, all the things that I've done, all the pain that I went through, all the disappointments that I went through, all the hurts, all the, uh, all the, uh, the inconveniences. Because you know, how many know that sometimes when you're doing stuff, you know, you just wonder sometimes if you're, if you're really making a difference. You just wonder sometimes, do, do people appreciate it? Sometimes people don't. People don't. And so every time I read a verse like this, it puts it all back in perspective for me. And I hope that whenever you feel, um, uh, whenever you feel like you have been done right or whenever you feel like it's, it's a lot, you've done a lot, I want you to read this verse right here. This is Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 through 40. And you'll understand why I say that it'll bring tears to your eyes. I want you to think about it. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy, holy angels with him. Then he would sit on the throne of his glory. 
and all nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate them from one another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, this is those of us who are saved who belong to Jesus. Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom. Prepare for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in? Or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison? And come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Surely I say to you, Insomuch as you did it to one of these, at least of my brethren, you did it to me. Our service is to him. It's to him. It's all about him. So for everything that you do, even if it's just giving somebody a cup of water in Jesus' name, it's to him, it's for him. He gets the glory. And God will bless you.